When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hey, all you heroes and champions, crows, pirates, and inquisitors. Welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast. I'm Shelby. And I'm Austin. And we are so excited to bring you this podcast. Every episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Dragon Age universe. From the Maker to Lyrium to Aravels, we will cover it all. There will be spoilers. And always remember, swooping is bad. We have now talked about everything she says in that intro. I just want to throw that out there. Have we talked about Aravels? Briefly. In Melbourne history. But anyway, I am Austin or Teacup. I'm one of your co-hosts for this podcast. And I'm Shelby or Cup. Yeah, and we are here for our special patron chat. And we are here with our patrons. And I will let them introduce themselves. We're just going to go in order of what's on my screen. So we'll start with Derek. Hi, I'm Derek. And uh, I'm glad to be here. All right, next is the one, the only, Colkership. Hi, I'm Kolka, and I am very excited for today's topic. All right. And last but not least, you can introduce yourself as our new patron to the chat for this month. I don't know who these people are. They just picked me up off the street. It's me, the Wesbitron. And we're so glad that you are here as we are talking about what faction would you be a part of in Thetis? And, you know, we started making this list. and I was like, oh, there's not that many. No, there's a lot. There is a lot. Do you want me to read some of the potential factions that they can choose yeah. from that I've yeah. like listed out on the Patreon? Yes. And if you, for some of them, if you could tell us like what they are, because as the chat proved earlier this week, we don't necessarily know who these people are. Okay. Here are some of the factions in Thetis. This is most of them. I don't want to call it an exhaustive list, but it's, it's pretty close. So Grey Wardens, Mages, Templars, Dalish, Seekers, the Dwarven Merchants Guild, um, Antiven Crows, Mortalitasi, they are the like death mages of Navarra. The Sentinel Elves are the ancient elves that we meet in DAI, Riala's Rebellion, we also meet in Inquisition. The Chevalier, which we also, actually I think we see them in all three games technically. The Chantry, the Imperial Chantry of Tevinter, the Carta and Coterie, both Dwarven factions oh no just the carta the carta the coterie is uh kirkwall thing the friends of red jenny the chargers the council of heralds which is the group of like nobles in orlay that settle title and royalty disputes the lords of fortune they are a new faction they are out of ravane i believe 
So they're kind of basically pirates. The Blackstone Irregulars are a group from Origins, and they're basically just like a bounty hunter mercenary guild. The Mages Collective, similar to the Blackstone Irregulars, also from Origins, but specifically with Mages. The Silent Sisters, which I think personally are the most goth of all the factions. Uh, They're a dwarven female faction. Legion of the Dead, basically the dwarven version of the Grey Wardens. The Knari, the Talvashoth, the Agents of Solus, the Avar... The Blades of Hesarian, another mercenary group. The Chastened, which are just like kind of wild people. The Executors, which is a very mysterious group we don't know much about, but we meet them in, technically we meet them in like side missions and codex in Inquisition. The Lucerne, this is the group that Dorian and Mavaris start in Tevinter to kind of reform Tevinter. The Freemen of the Dales, we meet in Inquisition. The Fog Warriors are a group of Tevinter-ish warriors. The Darkspawn, of course, can't forget them. I think we all know who Darkspawn are. Red Templars, the Shabratal, which we meet in the Descent DLC, the Venatory, and Sutherland and Company. And Sutherland is an NPC you can meet in Skyhold, and you can basically train him up via the war table to have his own company and become like a leader and stuff. So that's kind of a long list. I have one thing to add. Mm -hmm. The fact that you say the Silent Sisters are more goth than the Legion of the Dead. Excuse me, no. They cut out their own tongues, dude. No. Okay, yeah, maybe that. But, like, the Legion of the Dead, like, they have the goth aesthetic. Okay, but content is more important than aesthetic. Is it, though? Yeah. Is it, though? Is it, though? Let's let's see. For a minute. I mean, Hot Topic is still in business, so let's just stop. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, let's open it up to which faction would you want to be a part of? Yeah, and then we'll go through and we'll talk about it. So who wants to start? Um, Before we start, I was going to also add, if there are other factions you want to choose from that I did not include on this list, totally feel free to do that. Uh, I guess I'll go. Um, I I guess I chose the Archdemons mainly because they're not i guess they're kind of a group but uh um they're a small group but we have only met like five of them and they've really uh um created a great impact on thetis as overall um especially uh, as the cups kind of explained the fourth blight really uh cost thetis a lot of deal damage uh and still kind of overlasting happening even you see it in the um present games uh you know the the demon the arch demons are you know particularly you know i i I recently read the uh the last flight and it was pretty detailed and showing of how andriol yeah uh was so massive and big and just just of how of how uh excuse me gal galdriel killed him and all the details of that was pretty fascinating but it was a good book but uh um i the the detail about or the the fact that there might be a uh cor- possible corrupted de- uh to old gods but they might also be an elven 
elven gods too is a uh, um, possibility is pretty pretty interesting but um, I keep on thinking of one thing and I don't know what you guys think but like you know we only have two left and like what would happen if they show up in the, the new upcoming game who knows yeah I was gonna add there are a lot of people who think that there might be a double blight coming like in DA4 or DAD or even if there's another Dragon Age game I don't necessarily know if I agree with that um but and I don't I also don't know if they if they have a reason for thinking that there could be a double blight other than there's just two left so I don't know but it's something people talk about right um I think it's unlikely there's a double blight mainly because like the time between blights is so long like fourth blight is what is it in the blessed stage or is it towers no the towers age is like the third one okay so i think it i don't know i don't remember but i mean there's centuries separating blights so it's interesting but i think you know we're starting off strong by saying okay i want to join the dark spawn um arch demons arch demons arch demons and so now i want maybe derek is the fabled eighth old god answering the question of which faction do you want to join most with i want to be a god is a god this thing i have heard all day (laughs) yeah also, no. bring in the double blight. What if two of the old gods, arch demons, are buried right next to each other? That's fair. It's possible. Apparently, there's an old god prison in under Wysop, which maybe, you know, this new show that's coming out, The Absolution, which apparently is coming out this year. In December. You know, it looks like they're in the Enderfell, so maybe we'll get some Wysop content. Yeah, I know. It says that they're in Tevinter, but I really think that it looks like the Enderfells. But yeah, so I now fully expect Bioware, if you're listening to this podcast, which I know that members of your Dragon Age team listen to this podcast, um, we're going to make Derek the eighth arch demon. And I expect to see his face as a big bad in the in a future game. That's what I expect. I'd buy oh, that yeah. for a dollar. <laughs> You'd buy it for a dollar? <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right, who wants to go next? I want to hear what Wesbotron has to say. All right, so I was uh, going over the list, and I, because I am very Templar-oriented, and I wanted to go, I really, really, really wanted to choose the Templars, and I had an actual defense as to why, but instead I'm going to go something even better, because what's better than a Templar? a super secret agent Templar. And so I joined the Seekers of Truth, but very specifically, the Seekers of Truth that were a part of the original Inquisition at the very beginning after the first light. Honestly, I think that's probably them at the most important is trying to restore um, order and I guess peace, if you want to call it that, uh, at the very beginning. And just someone to keep everybody in check and i'm going to use mass effect as a uh, comparison but they're essentially specters from what i've read mm-hmm. and it's just the we can do whatever we want and get away with it more or less but uh 
I obviously wouldn't abuse that power at all. Yeah, I think well now I have to think of a new answer because you stole mine. Um, but I'm a big fan of the Seekers. And mainly because I think it's hilarious because the Seekers are just Templars with none of the like downside with downsides like you get all of their powers but none of the like oh i'm a drug addict you get yeah, yeah, you, get no, you get none of the you get not none of the meth addiction yep. yeah exactly and so i just and really they kind of make templars irrelevant in my opinion oh yeah like the seekers they one they get all of the magic nullifying powers that templars do they're immune to possession. Which is just perfect. Perfect. Uh, they are basically... In Dragon Age? <laughs> they're basically appointed by spirits for their powers. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't even need Templars. Like, right. to, why don't we have, like, two Seekers at every circle and they just let the people do what they want anyway? I mean, I know that, like, Cassandra... I wish they had made Cassandra her own little, like perk tree like they do in two for companions because they just like give her the templar abilities which she would have but like i want to watch her set someone who uses lyrium's blood on fire because that's what she can do i want like even just like because i know that one of the dlcs i think it's trespasser adds secondary upgrades to each ability or am i mm -hmm. thinking of dragon age 2 but like for Cassandra specifically because she's a seeker she was trained as a different version of templar to like have a different sub templar skill tree so she gets this and other things right the seekers are kind of like when there's like a crime and the you know state law enforcement has to call in the fbi or the fbi shows up and be like you're done it's our job now i don't know how that works focus shins but that's accurate <laughs> he's not a cop well he's the law i am the law, I am the law. Um, I was going to say, I think it's funny. My favorite character in Dragon Age and my least favorite character in Dragon Age are both Seekers. So there's that. Are they both Cassandra? No, no, my least. <laughs> no, no. My, I mean, my favorite character is Cassandra. My least favorite character is Lord Seeker Lambert himself. I thought he was your favorite character. No, false. <laughs> Have you listen to any of the episodes of this show. Well, you seem to bring him up in every episode. I know, I know. <laughs> I think Wesbotron is trying to pursue a rivalry friendship with everyone. <laughs> Listen, I like to play both sides, okay? Saying that to a lawyer. <laughs> so so did Grand Cleric Elthina, and look what happened to her. She died. She did. That she sounds did. like a threat, Austin. <laughs> I tell you, she did. D-E-D did. Thanks for sharing. I was also going to say the secret, but I'm not anymore. But first, let me tell you why I was going to say the Seekers. One, because I thought Wesbotron was going to say Templars, and I was going to be like, I'm going to be your boss. Also, two, I enjoy applying rules to other people that don't necessarily pertain to me. That being out of the way now, I can embrace my true love, which is the mages. Give me the power of the elements at my fingertips. Let me heal people from the brink of death. Let me make people explode like with a timer bomb. Let me do everything else, amazing things. Oh God, I would love it. I don't think I would survive in a circle though. 
I would definitely have to be an apostate, run away like Anders did as much as I hate him. Or better yet, just be a hawk the whole time and be trained by a parent or something. So I'm like, mm, I never had to deal with all of that. I'm still a badass and be amazing. <sighs> That's me. Okay. You Thanks. just roll a 20 on your deception every time. Yeah. Klogashins, I love you and you're my friend, but I don't think you would pass your heroine because they know 100% you would fall to a desire demon. Uh, no. We're going to talk about what demon we would fall to at our next Patreon episode, maybe, <laughs> if people vote for that. Yeah. But it would not be to a desire demon. And I would totally pass my heroine because the heroine test was so obvious. Yeah, it's the dude who's helping you the most and is being so weird. Don't trust him. Who trusts Mouse? Not me. But what and if it seven, was shirtless and Iron seven Hulk? trusted mouse? I know. I told him not to. <laughs> I also not to. I also told him not to trust Jowen. How'd that work out for him? He's just a very trusting man. Okay, but what if it was Iron Bull, but without a shirt? I don't know. If I know it's my heroine, I'm gonna know he's not supposed to be there, and I would want to be a mage much more than any anything like that. I Do you want to be a mage enough to be a Sarabas? That's in the opposite direction. Because it's like, <laughs> That's I'm mage, if the only mage you could be is a slave mage, uh, you know, a traumatized slave mage, would you want to do that? No. What do you think about the mages, though? So, based on my playthroughs, uh, every mage I've played has dabbled into blood magic because it's just simple and convenient and uh, OP. <laughs> so, if my character, me, who would never be tempted by the dark side, gets tempted by the dark side, by that logic, every mage would get tempted by the dark side. And therefore, the circle is needed. Even when dabbles in blood magic? Listen, she I is mean, a saint. She is the exception. When is possessed? I mean, she is That's an abomination, true. technically. She's possessed. Uh, no, but I wouldn't say that was blood magic, though. She's not using her blood. I, I, I think people would say that being an abomination is worse than using blood. Oh, yeah. it is. It's different though, right? It is different. Okay. All right. it's, a, it's a worse evil. Let's go. <laughs> what about Bethany? Oh, she died. So you choose a mage hawk? Always. Okay. Because okay. it is canon. Okay. Austin is sad. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my list, but Bethany's like number tied for one with Barrick. Why? <laughs> Why would you start this? <laughs> so I love Mage Hawk. So, but this is not relevant. I love Mage Hawk, but I hate Carver more than anything. Fair. Mm. That was the worst. I just I cannot stand his interactions. And even when you like do the parent quest and you like give him the thing that you're like, oh, you might like this because you're my brother and you care about our family. He's like thanks you suck i hate you let me go join the the group that's trying to cut my brother down you're and just doing this because you have to yeah so surly and churless uh me for the mages and this kind of goes like i have a hard time picking because like there's no like good faction to join in thetas because like they all have these huge sides well except for the seekers really which is why i disagree i, I d definitely disagree with that statement but like almost all of them have like, okay, yeah, these are great. Oh, here's this terrible thing that happens to you. You know, 
Ah, beans. So that's where I'm at with the mages. Like, yeah, their power is cool, but unless you want to be a criminal on the run or grow up with, I mean, I'd be a mage if I got to like be tutored by Flemeth and the Chasen or like an Avar mage where they're basically like, oh, you want to be possessed by spirits? Cool. What about the Mortalitasi? They're just blood mages who don't want to say it. But they're like outside of Templar control though. Are they outside of Templar control? I thought they were. They're part of the Chantry. I'm sure they, they, with with all their work with spirits, I'm sure they have to be regulated by something. I don't think we know enough about Navara to have an answer to that question. Mm. But like Navara's super chantry. Like isn't the Navaran circle the one where like they let families stay with them? No, that's Ravane. Ravane. Well, that circle doesn't exist anymore. I think there's more than one in Ravane. Oh. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're in Ravane, because they have a much healthy they culturally have a much healthier relationship with magic than most of Thetis. So also, I mean, it it is a valid complaint. It took me far, far longer than I would like to admit to recognize and admit to myself that there were some deep, you know, not systematic, but you know, baked in problems with the uh, with the Kirkwall circle. I don't think that was entirely the circle's fault. Some of it was, a lot of it was not, but regardless, you know. Anybody in Thetis has to accept the reality that mages do pose an inherent threat, and it you know it is a threat that is only contained and held back by their willpower. Which, in my mind, and it's kind of like, why do you are you treating them like you know second class when it's you're you're handling somebody who has the potential of becoming a bomb, but doesn't necessarily have to be one. So just why not treat them with as much kindness and support as possible? So to try to eliminate any risk of, you know, giving in to temptation, I feel like you're uh, the Templars to a degree kind of guarantee their own failures at certain points in time. It's that self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. The thing you're afraid of most and trying to avoid is what you actually end up causing. Right. Um, and I think that's part of it. I think part of it is the fact that Knight Commander Meredith comes in and has a specific agenda because like we do get examples of like Templars actually like creating some semblance of a fair and just like system like Gregor, for example, he does call for the right of annulment, but he's like, okay, like if you have a chance to do this without it being that I have to kill everyone. Yeah, I'm going to take that. And he that's basically what he tells Cullen is like, no, we're not going to kill all of them. You're dumb. Go away. <laughs> um, Valid. And so there are examples of Templars having like patience and kindness to mages. It's just a thing about like, just because there are a few examples of good Templars doesn't mean that there's not a systemic issue with them. And that's kind of where it comes into that. And so, like, it's ironic because, like, if Anders had stayed in the Ferelden circle, he might have died with Ultras, like, whatever. But if he had stayed there and been raised, he probably would have had a different experience than him fleeing to Kirkwall and having to experience it all there. If Anders had stayed in Ferelden, he 100% would have been killed by the hero of Ferelden in the whole Uldred thing. Mm-hmm. like 100 percent, right and like 
I think if he had stayed with the Grey Wardens, I think it would have been different. But I, I don't think the Grey Wardens fit with Anders' personality at all, either Awakening or Two. Well, we'll get into more Anders stuff like in two months. Imagine right. could, if somebody made a mod that puts Anders in the Broken Circle quest and has some encounter with him where he gets possessed by a demon and then you can kill him. I, that would be so satisfying. That would be very interesting. Um, I'm sure it exists. All right. So, all right, well, let's go to break down. Enchantment? Enchantment! You need me. Ugh. I am yours as always. All right. Welcome to the middle of the show where I talk about all things that don't have to do with the lore of this podcast. And so this is where I tell you that we have a Discord server that you can come and join and hang out with us and talk to us and get uh, into fights with Wesbotron. Um, you can do all of that in our Discord server, which you'll find in the episode description link. You can come out, hang out, talk to us about the Dragon Age lore cast, the Assassin's Creed lore cast, my other podcast, the Holocron Histories podcast. You can come talk about all of those things, hang out with us, see tons of pictures of dogs, talk, talk about anything. Uh, watch uh, Sheik up here stream The Sims with her Dragon Age households. It'll be awesome. We can all do that. And yeah, so join the Discord. You can also join the Robots Radio Discord, which if you join there, you can find all kinds of video game podcasts all about video games from all different shapes and sizes. And you can have a lot of fun there. That link is also in the episode description. It's also this time that I thank our patrons, as such as the ones that we have here and all of our patrons who support the show. And th we will read the list of our first patrons who get read out every episode of the show. And so that is Lisa M, Genesis, Derek B, and Zuba. And if you wish to become a patron and join us on this awesome episode and come talk about things Dragon Age and different topics, you can sign up for Patreon. You can find the link also in the episode description. You can also join at any tier and vote on the topic that we discuss here. Other than that, you can also like and rate us on Spotify and Apple. If you leave us reviews with words, we will read them on a future episode of the show. Uh, Shelby, I think we do have a review to read today. Um, also, big thank you to Wes Botron, who is our newest patron. Thanks for joining us. We're glad to have you here. And our review is from Lizzie B003. And Lizzie says, a podcast that speaks to my soul. I found you guys a bit later, so I'm only about halfway through everything you guys have put out now, but I'm in love. It's the perfect thing to bridge the gap between replaying all the games and the what feels like forever wait for the next game in the series. I find myself listening to the podcast anytime I'm in the car or at the gym. You guys definitely know your stuff, and not only has it made me replay the games again, but I finally started reading the books as well. Plus, it's super nice to have people who enjoy the universe and can talk about it, even if you aren't directly talking with me about it, especially since my fiancé is taking his sweet time to finish the game. Disgusted noise. I appreciate all the hard work you guys put into the podcast and the high quality content that you produce. Thank you so much for all you guys do. And thank you, Lizzie, so much for this great review. I can empathize with waiting for your partner to finish the games. I played them. You did. You did play them. Or are you referring to Assassin's Creed? Well, that too. Um, there are just memes I want to share with you and I can't. Now you're talking about Aragon. Yes. The Aragon memes are fire right now. 
Well, let's get back to the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your review. You can also review us and we'll read them out. And yeah, let's get back to it. Well, that was uh, Orlesian. Dareth Shiran. You fear barbarians will swoop down upon you. Yes, swooping is bad. So, Austin, do you want to go first in sharing what group you would be a part of or which one you like yeah. most or whatever? So I can go first. Um, the group that I would join, I would join probably the Legion of the Dead is probably the one that I would want to be a part of because... At first, I thought Grey Wardens, but then, like I said earlier, there's always downside. I don't want the fact that, oh, I'm just going to be dead and, like, I have this poison in my body. And someday in the future, I don't know when, I'll either die to the Archdemon or I'll die to the Calling. And so, and now, you know, some like, some Tevinter Magister from a thousand years ago could just poof in and be like, hey, you got the Calling now. No, just don't like that. So I picked the Legion of Dead because you don't have any of that. With You don't have the Blight if you're part of the Legion of the Dead. I also just like their like ability to move beyond uh, like the caste system and like find honor, like especially for one of my biggest frustration with the Dwarven society is there's no way to like, if you're born a certain caste, there's no way to like move about that caste without like marrying someone else of a caste. And so I like the fact that in the Legion of the Dead, it's kind of a group that said, none of that matters. We're all the same. And every Legion of the Dead member we've met is just badass. I agree. The Legion of the Dead is also really cool. <laughs> So um, now we know why you had such an emotional response to me saying the Silent Sisters were the most goth <laughs> earlier. Yes. And I can't remember, for some reason, his name has fallen out, but I really like the Legion of the Dead member in the Descent DLC. Lieutenant Ren. 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 I knew it was an R. I love Ren. And you can't tell me he doesn't have a gothic aesthetic. I didn't say the Legion of the Dead weren't goth. All I said was that the Silent Sisters are more goth. Yeah. They literally cut out their own tongues. That's true. Maybe they're more emo. That's fair. The Legion of the Dead, they just have a funeral for themselves, and that's it. I respect the Legion of the Dead choice. And it totally makes sense you know that the, the instinct to be like oh i want to be uh i want to be a great warden and it's like do you want you know to essentially give yourself almost some equivalent of like terminal cancer as soon as you join because that's what you're doing you're swallowing right. a time bomb but i also respect the legion of the dead so much because it's so easy to say like i'm embracing death i'm already dead um but to actually follow through with that and be like, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid of that pain or, you know, to actually face my own mortality. I have 100%, you know, accepted it already. I've been through this. I am already dead. Bring it on. Right. And there's also not the risk of dying by trying to join the Legion of the Dead. My, uh, my thoughts, uh, cause Warden was my, uh, my third pick and it would. I'd only ever join the wardens if there was a blight. I wouldn't ever join the wardens in a time of peace for that exact reason. It's like if I'm joining the wardens, I want to. I want it to be for a specific reason, not just to say I'm a warden and then eventually uh, fall over in a ditch somewhere. 
But if you join the wardens um, in a time of peace, you're probably not going to get like killed by the dark spawn. What a more glorious way to go out, though. You never know when a. Uh... And who knows? What if I'm the one who kills the archdemon? You never know when a blight is going to start, though. So I would say, like, dedicating your life to this potential threat is still honorable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people, the, the Grey Wardens who were already Grey Wardens by the time a blight actually does start are probably some of their most valued members. I agree with that. I see your, I see your point. Uh, I would just personally not want to partake until there is one. I mean, I because agree. my luck, I'd be, I, the blight wouldn't actually kill me or the um the taint wouldn't actually kill me until the blight starts and i'd miss everything that's just i'm unlucky that way yeah i wouldn't want to be a warren just during the a peaceful point in the data's history without a blight because of the possibility of just living out my living through my life and having to go to a the harrowing that would suck. Like, what would we do? Just chill in the deep roads for 30 years? Right. I'm not a dwarf. So anyway, that's mine. Respect. Can I pick two? If you want. Okay. This is your podcast. Um, Technically, it's our podcast, but uh, we'll go with it. So um, the first, actually, let me preface. So I very much am the kind of person I want to support the little guy. I always root for the underdog. That's just kind of my M.O., So both of these groups are kind of also doing that. Um, So the first one I would want to join, this was kind of like my B choice, is I would totally join Briala. Like if I was a city elf and my hero of Ferelden canon is a city elf, so I liked Briala. But if I was a city elf, I would 100% support her. Um, because no one else is supporting you. Like there's, there's no one who cares about the city elves. Um, And then you have this person who wants to make life better for you. I would jump at the opportunity to support that. But I do think my real answer, if I had to narrow it down to one, and this is kind of shocking, Austin, I think you're going to be surprised because I don't like the person we associate the most. Well, I don't love the person that we most associate with this group, but I think I would want to be part of the Friends of Red Jenny because they are all about being chaotic, but also rising up the little people like farmers and people who don't have any power and people who just are living their everyday lives trying to survive. They're all about raising them up and not caring about people in power and like the nobles and and wealthy people who hurt the little people, you know, they, they want to go against and fight against those people that hurt others. And I, I see myself in that a lot. So I think I would want to join the friends of Red Jenny, even though I think it would be absolutely miserable to work with Sarah, but it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me at all that you want to join the friends of Red Jenny. Okay. But yeah, working with Sarah will be a nightmare. Like I stand by that statement. She's so chaotic. Imagine, imagine Sarah being your boss. And then like, you've been working there for a year and you go in for a performance review with Sarah. Like she can't even remember what happened three days ago, much less six months, you know? Don't don't you think some of that is an act like to, so she is underestimated? I mean, I do agree with that. Um, and I also think she underestimates herself. But she's still chaotic and disorganized and it would be, 
I stand by the statement that it would be a nightmare to work with her. Both respectable factions. I could never work under Sarah. I would die. Day two. As long as she just let me do my own thing, we'd be fine. We'd be all good. That's what you say about, in real life, Just that's what you say about every boss you've ever had. I mean, if they just let me do my own thing, I wouldn't have any issues. I have an admission to make. The number of times I've taken Sarah out into the field with me and probably all of my Dragon Age playthroughs combined could potentially be under, you know, might be able to count it on two hands, maybe four hands at most over however long the game's been out. Oh, I can count it on one finger. How many times I've used her. I, I, I definitely respect the Briala's, you know, joining Briala's Rebellion. Um, it is definitely a very satisfying, you know, identifying, uh, st- you know, structures and system of oppression and then being like, I want to burn that down, especially when you are a cog in that wheel. And that would just be so cathartic and fulfilling. Also, you guys, you do know that Sarah's the best rogue in the party. This is true. Well, uh, so yeah. I, I don't want another, you know, range character. Do you not play Night Enchanter? I mean, I am, but... You see, my problem is, is that I'm the best rogue in my Inquisition party. That's fair. Because I, I, I play Archer, which eliminates Varric also. And uh, I really don't have room for another rogue because I play in harder, di- harder difficulties and having two squishy rogues is the absolute worst. Yes. Canonically, should Cole not be the best rogue? Yeah, but he sucks. He dies all the time. Canonically, not mechanically. Oh, like, he's so bad, though. really make people not see him. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, if you don't... It depends on how you build Cole. And, like, if you can get him around with, um, and this is real mechanical, if you give him the dual daggers that cause an area of an effect damage instead of, like, the stabby daggers, it's a little better because he'll be able to, like, branch. But you really need to, like, make sure, like, the abilities he has slotted are a lot of his assassin abilities, which, like, that's what I found with Cole is that if you just let the AI level him up, he's useless. It's the same with Cassandra. Like you need to build Cassandra as a two-hand warrior if you want to get the most out of her. I'm offended. Hmm. You know I'm right. Oh, I build my Cassandra uh, full guardian. Uh, not guardian. There's uh, whatever the not specialization version of just give her max guard, go standing, spam taunt. Yeah, the problem is, is that Black Wall with Champion is just superior to that. I've never seen that man die. Never? Never. Nope. Just, yeah, no, well, it's... You clearly haven't watched me play that. I, uh, <laughs> I, I fought a dragon where for 45 minutes was just Black Wall and the dragons smacking each other. And his guard bar never dropped below half. Before I got mods, my go-to way of uh, killing dragons was to have a, a full mage party. So that way, like you can, as soon as as soon as the barriers wear off, somebody else has them ready to go, and then you're just constantly protected. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I don't play with mods though, so everybody gets fate touched silver, right? Oh yeah. 
you know, but you can also just use the duplicate trick on console. But yeah. I know how to do that in Awakenings and in, in Origins, but I don't know how to do that. And now and in DA2, but I don't know how to do it in, in Inquisition. It's actually easier in Inquisition than any other game. Really? Why don't you tell them? Because I don't remember the name of the um, You basically just put whatever item you want in storage, and then you hit the retrieve and stash button at the same time. Hmm. So you have to be at Skyhold to do it, but... That's not bad. Does, it, does the storage have to be otherwise totally empty? No. Okay. Makes it easier and faster for you to do it, but especially if you're trying to like duplicate a really expensive item so you can get a bunch of gold, but... Thank you. Tax with the cups. So just briefly, because we're kind of running out of time here, let's just go qu quickly and I'll start. But the faction you don't want to be a part of, absolutely not. And for me, and I think She Cup's going to be mad because I'm going to steal hers. Mine is the Chevaliers because they are basically just Orlais version of frat, bros, frat bros who peaked in high school. Um. The faction I would never want to be a part of would uh, would be the Red Templars. I uh, I have my opinions as to why I think Templars are necessary, but the Red Templars just kind of go against everything about my opinion and views on the Templars themselves. Also, they're all meth addicts. So, so to to join it like as an adult, the one I would at least want to be part of is the Kunari. I would die, um, but. I guess this kind of also plays in as an adult. But other than that, though, like, I know as, you know, you can, you're, you're born a dark spawn, but to me, what's even worse than that, though, is being turned into a brood mother. That would be the worst in my book. All right. Uh, told, uh stole mine. Uh, not the dark spawn, but uh, I think the worst I, I would not want to be in is probably... Yeah, I would have to still go with the Canari. I couldn't, couldn't, I, I would not survive in that society. That's fair. I think mine is the Venatori. Like, I can deal with Templars. I can handle all of that. Like, I disagree with them, but I agree. Wesbo, they are still a little bit necessary at times. But the Venatori, and even like, even if you are someone who believes what the Venatori believe that like to venture slavery isn't wrong and like to venture had its heyday back in the past and we need to bring that back. Even if you're a person who believes that, that's still vastly different from joining a cult that wants to enslave the entire world and then collaborates with a sentient dark spawn who claims to be a thousand years old. To me, that's just, that's just too far. It's just too far. I have a question. For me? Yes. Yeah. Cut out Corypheus. What if the Venatori come to you and say, we want you to be our leader. Will you tell us what to do? Will you be our prophet? Would you do it then? I, I the only reason I would think about it is so that I could destroy them from within. <laughs> and take their money. Like we can steal their <laughs> stuff. But yeah, probably not. Austin says I'm not a very good liar. So they'd probably see right through me no it's just that you can't not say what you think i mean i can it's the profit you could that's true it's no it's not that i can't like not say what i think it's that i can't control my facial expressions like that 
And that's like the thing with the Venatori that always baffles me is that, and I know that you could get her to like turn, but like, how does Calpurnia like be okay with working with the Venatori? Childhood trauma. Yeah, I think it, I think that's yep. the trauma, and also I think that some of the mages that kind of mentored and nurtured her as a young mage were part of the Venatori. Ah, yeah. Well, thank you all. I think that's all we got for this episode. Fun. Good to talk to you all. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. This was fun. I enjoyed talking to people. Oh, and if you guys want to plug like where people can find you, if you have, I don't know if any of you guys have podcasts or streams or anything you're doing, but if you want to plug any of that, you can too. I don't have anything to plug because I'm, I'm not the very special or I don't have the creative talent to do any of that stuff. Uh, but I'm on this Discord. Uh, I'm very active. Uh, just joined it a couple days ago, and I'm feeling right at home. I have really great takes on everything, and I really hope to make lots of friends along the way. Uh, I, you can find me on Instagram at Perfect Poultry Portraits. I'm a I, during the day, I uh, am an artist, so uh, find my work mostly on there. I'm also on uh, uh, Discord, but I, you know, spend most of my time <laughs> trying to paint. So try to show up once in a while to chat. But that's me. I also have nothing to plug, but I would just like to say how much I appreciate uh, the cups and uh, Derek and Wespatron and everyone in the Discord. So what I'm hearing is join the Discord. The episode is in, or the link is in the episode description. But yeah, so thank you all for coming and thank you for listening. And thanks for listening to Dragon Age Lorecast and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. As always, you can find us on Twitter at DA Lorecast. If you have any lore questions, topics to unpack, or side character suggestions, email them to us at dalorecast at gmail.com. The Dragon Age Lorecast is a part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club. You can join the Robots Radio Network Discord by clicking the link in our episode description. If you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and give us a review. See you next time! Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.